I really need like a, a workflow for this to just yeah just press a button and be like can you just turn all this stuff off please I, I bet you could do it with uh with an Alfred thing you could probably just say yeah it that's say, a good point like, actually on on air just type in on air yeah I haven't I haven't looked too closely at the or looked too much into the Alfred workflows I've got a couple uh for turning on and off uh my work VPN and uh I've got like an, an emoji workflow <laughs> nice, of course, of course. Because <laughs> everybody needs an emoji workflow. So, um, you you're not John. I'm not John, no. Who are you? I am David Darns. And you uh you kindly <laughs> kindly said you'd uh, step in for John while he's I uh, did, I did. He's He's reporting in, in, well, I say he's reporting, he's taking photos of Moscone in, in uh, San Francisco for WWDC, so uh, you kindly stepped in. Uh, you say him. kindly, but you really mean that I accepted the uh, the invitation with uh, with open arms. Yeah, we can, we can say that. I think, you know, it was night, you could have said no. I could, I could have said no, I just, but I just saw the message and I just went, yeah, I'll do it for sure. Sounds like fun. So, so yeah, this is episode twenty-two of Ruminate, not with John as usual. So, um, so yeah, I suppose we'll get into it. Um, should I explain who I am? We should probably do that. Go on, tell people who you are. Okay, I am a web designer and front-end developer, and I work at Basekit doing the UI and UX of our product, which is a website builder. Excellent. So, what um, to what what is it you're kind of doing day to day? Are you mostly um, just designs, or, or? Well, I work with the UI designer uh, Dale Anthony there, and we kind of share a bit of the kind of testing stuff. I I I, I cover most of that. So, I test our product um, with multiple users and test it for certain cases and come up with ideas with him and I also do the prototyping for the UI so what I can do is prototype it in a front-end build you know with HTML CSS and then give it to a user to test just if they can find like bits of the UI and see if they're kind of reacting positively to it. Cool that sounds uh Sounds pretty interesting. Kind of almost completely opposite of what I'm doing, where I'm doing a lot of uh, lot of server side stuff and, and mm. things like that. So it's kind of a kind of a both ends of the spectrum. But I I kind of like to dabble in in other bits. I'm I'm not a, like a server person, but I I do get interested in that because I like to know more. It's just if web development seems to be a keenness to be full stack without being full stack. Yeah, I think it's definitely um, advantageous to kind of know a little bit about everything. Uh, you know, even if you know, like you say, you're focused on kind of what you're doing or or what I'm doing. It's kind of good to be able to do all at least help out if nothing else um, on yeah. other parts of it. So, so um, we haven't got any follow up uh, from last episode. So, no, no follow up. No, no follow up at all. Uh, so we can we can entirely uh, jump that section. All right. Um, so yeah, I mean, we kind of obviously you you're saying what it is you do and stuff. Um, what are you kind of excited about at the moment? Like uh, new technologies and you know uh, 
for, I don't know, frameworks or, or things like that? Is there anything that's uh, kind of really interesting you at the moment? Well, I've, I've mentioned many times before, and I'm sure you'll agree on, on this, some of it is I really like Jekyll, the, uh, the gem that allows you to generate sites and generate HTML pages with, uh, with the aid of Ruby, basically, and just you can kind of build stuff so quickly on it. I, I actually use it for my prototypes at work. So I prototype stuff in Jekyll and then use it to build something very simple and very crude to test with. It's I I really like it, and there's a lot more stuff coming out for it. I, in fact, today I saw another CMS that had just been that had just popped up that can hook into the generator and then produce a CMS for for a client, much in the same way that WordPress is a CMS for a website. Yeah, I, I saw a couple of those. Uh, I, I guess it was probably you who who tweeted them. Um, yeah, I mean, like you say, Jekyll's kind of great for. Um, you know, especially when you just kind of want to throw something together um, yeah. pretty quickly. I mean, uh, you you were kind enough to help out on uh, Guide to Bricklink, and uh, and that was, you know, basically I kind of wrote out all the content in Markdown, and then just chucked it into a, you know, into a Jekyll install, mm. you know, and it was up within kind of ten minutes on on GitHub Pages. That's amazing. Uh, did you actually use a a pre built template, or did you just knock that up? Uh, no, I, I I just kind of built it. I think I think I used Bootstrap, um, yeah, just for the you know the layout stuff and uh, some of the little components, just because it's kind of easier than messing around with building it myself. Because I kind of just wanted to get it up, yeah, um, yeah, <clears throat> you know, and just changed a few of the colors and stuff like that. But um, but yeah, as you say, Jekyll is it's just it's it's kind of nice to just be able to just write content or you know as you say like layouts or, or prototypes and and just kind of run it and it it's there and done yeah yeah i i i always like that stuff cuz it's it meets my requirements of having just that little bit more than a an index.html and a, and a style sheet to just play around with i can do everything inside that and make something that and in a lot of cases my prototypes some people think it's the real website editor and they start like tracking and dropping things and trying to build a website in it and like ah it's it's there's there's no server connected to that you won't you won't be able to publish that i'm afraid (laughs) yeah that's always always a worry if you make your prototypes too good yeah yeah but uh well that's that's the case the same with like kind of putting placeholder text people go well why is why have you put latin in here i don't speak latin why what's what is all these words because it's a prototype it's not really words is it it's 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 lauren ipson unless your website is called lauren ipson then then great (laughs) yeah but i think you'd probably have a lot of more problems than uh i think the seo problems if your site was called that would 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 be the biggest (laughs) issue yeah i I think you'll have a bit of competition in making your site number one for lauren ipson yeah so i mean for me and and you've spoken about this uh i think the last couple of episodes on on your podcast bit bit podcast um oh thanks for the plug dropped it there we go there. like that that was that was professional right there that was, oh, uh, oh so I've, I've ruined it now i made it really unprofessional <laughs> as soon as you point it out that's it you've ruined oh, it it's the end of it <laughs> sorry anyway what were you saying so yeah see i, I mean as i say you, you've spoken about it uh, i think the last couple of episodes um just because uh, you're playing around with react and and kind of trying to get your head around what it is and, and how it works um mm. and we've been <clears throat> we've been kind of doing like small parts of uh you know the software that we work on in my job um we've kind of just been moving certain pages and stuff over to react and 
it's oh, it's so much nicer to kind of just keep everything in one place like you know components or even if it's not an individual component but like a you know a specific feature and things like that and uh, css modules for the styling has, has really made our lives easier as well i can imagine i i i have to say i do work in that method but the tools that i use don't really lend itself fully to it and when ben showed me it uh in a copen example it was just like oh this is a, this is how i'm writing my code anyway <laughs> can i just not like s- switch to, to to doing it like this and um, i may just do that and he mentioned it as a, a thin layer to your front end build process it's all it's doing is just taking your components that you were building anyway and smashing them all together into a into a into one page yeah definitely and um i think with css modules it's kind of nice um it, it this may not be the best reason to use it but you know for somebody like me i, I don't i don't write a huge amount of css and, and when i do it's maybe not the best but at least with css modules i know that i'm not going to affect anything else um you know <laughs> in in the rest of the app um you know i'm not going to end up overriding something or, or breaking some style because i just write stuff for that specific component yeah, it's, it's it's isolated. It's all isolated in one place. Exactly, which is you know, as I say, is a lot lot nicer. Um, especially for me because I I don't write my CSS isn't great. I'm I'm sure it's a a lot better than some people. I I was reading an article from uh, what's his name is Murmurs on Twitter, and it was to do with CSS scalability, and he'd found a CSS line that just said float center, so I had to kind of. <laughs> he 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 said in the article I was like I I had to refer back to the spec in order to understand what someone was doing there and whether that is real and it it <laughs> it, it does it does because you sometimes kind of do that kind of fuzzy typing like you do when you're texting somebody and you kind of auto you rely on autocorrect and you're like float yes <laughs> yes i would like to float <laughs> exactly yeah i think i think that's most of what css is certainly for me it's just kind of let's just write some stuff and see if that fixes it um, yeah but um but yeah so as i say I'm, I'm quite excited about react um just because it's you know it's it's really nice to write and then you know i don't really have to write a lot of a lot of logic to worry about the data changing and things like that because it kind of does all that automatically for you um so yeah I just, it's just been great the last couple of weeks when we've been writing some new stuff cool cool i'll, I'll look forward to seeing more of that in future really yeah I, don't, I think it's definitely you know whether it's react or you know another component based framework um you know i think that's definitely going to be the way the way to go for for like you know single page javascript apps or and you know even bigger ones and stuff like that mm, yeah i would agree so um we're going to talk a bit about Lego because um, I don't really get to talk about it a lot. Oh. So, but, you, but you're into Lego as well, so and you're here, oh, yeah. and we should talk about Lego. Yeah, I, I I am very much into Lego, but of late, I I feel bad that I haven't kept up the momentum. If I lean back and look around the corner in my uh, room, I, I can see a few Lego sets that are still inside the box and just have been neglected and not just not built and i'm like oh they're on the list i need to do them i need to just put them together and sit them on the shelf uh 
they're not they're not custom like like what you what you've done in the in the past they're just like sets that i've been gifted yeah I, i've kind of got this it sounds like the same as you like a you know a few boxes a few sets that you know haven't been opened because i just haven't got around to building it and uh yeah but it's it's I don't, I don't know about you but i find it quite relaxing um to just kind of you know stick a podcast on or some music and i'll just sit there for two or three hours just doing some lego um yeah yeah so did you kind of get back into it when you know as an adult or were you kind of always had it around because i mean for me i kind of i probably stopped stopped with lego i guess maybe 11 or 12 something like that um and obviously you hit that age where you, you hate everything and, and nothing's <laughs> nothing's cool like oh no i can't i can't do lego because people people might think it's weird or or whatever um i mean i was quite lucky that i didn't actually get rid of it um my parents yeah. kept it in the in the loft so i could could grab it back a few years ago oh that's great that's great well my story is kind of the kind of opposite um i i was introduced to it at a very young age i got given just some white and red bricks from my uncle and that he had had when he he played uh with lego and that was like my first few pieces and then i kept getting given sets at christmas and birthdays it was like it was the only pretty much the only thing i asked for i always asked for lego and i can remember pretty much every christmas like up until like the age of 14 getting lego sets and then immediately building them in about 20 minutes flat like people go Why is, how is he doing that so quickly and like because i am so focused on getting the end result i'm looking at the box and i'm like i want that thing on the box and i'm gonna make it more precise than the box like i'm putting the the little like uh rod nuts on the same way round and in the same position and it was it was quite a kind of i want to say ocd but it's not really kind of that it's just a kind of obsession when you're when i'm so focused on doing it and i didn't really grow out of it like even in secondary school and then in, even in college and stuff i was i was drawing like odd ideas for lego sets i i i, I still do i have an obsession with mechs and just like big like robot driving machines and stuff and i just drew them on note bits of paper in in lesson and everyone else is looking over my shoulder like is he all right is he <laughs> he and like i'm in the back corner like mm, i'm the uncool guy but at least i know i'm the uncool guy <laughs> <laughs> and so yeah i just kept drawing them and building them when i get home and thinking of ways to do them and, and looking at brick shelf and looking at that all all night and uh yeah i just I just never, never grew out of it, really. It just became less of an importance because my career path kind of made me turn into design and going into that realm. It was my kind of dream job to be, was it a Lego master builder, as they call it, or designing for the Lego company. Uh, but that's not happened yet. It's not happened yet. It might do. Yeah, there was. Uh, did you watch the? There was a documentary a while ago. I uh, did. I think it was yeah. on a Christmas or something. And uh, the guy uh, Justin something I can't remember his last name. Who you know he became a designer. Um, yeah. But it's certainly a kind of lengthy process to to get through and actually get the job. Goodness me! Yeah, I. It was it was quite grueling. <laughs> I I felt bad for the guy because if he'd 
if he'd been held up and like gone, you know, five interviews later, it's like, oh, I could get the job. And then they call you up and go, nah, <laughs> you put that yellow brick on the wrong way around. And I'm afraid it's a no. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy watching it. Like when they kind of just dump all the bricks in front of them and they're like, right, you've got an hour to come up with, you know, a new theme or a new set or something like that. I mean, that's that's got to be pretty intense, you know, especially yeah. if it's your dream job and you're, you know, you're trying to get it. Yeah, I hated tests at school and that would have been that would have been my downfall. I would have been like, Can you just come back to me in a month and I'll I'll send you some photos of this great idea and, and maybe a, a git repo on how to do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there was an interesting interview um that I'll put in the show notes with uh, that guy, uh, Justin, who who got the job in that documentary because he he's done I think uh, four sets now. Um, he did one of the the Comic Con exclusive sets, um, and he's done the new new Spider Man Bridge set. Um, so yeah, it's quite an interesting interview with him. You know about the kind of process that it takes to, from him being given an idea to it actually going into a set, which is you know it's months and months of work. That's that's that sounds really cool. I, I'd like to check that out. Um, what was I going to say? I was going to mention about. Oh, I I don't know about you. I'll ask I'll ask you this question. What do you think about the secrecy that they had, um, like the company has to their products and and hiding it from the public? What what do you think of that? In terms of kind of what like leaked images and things like that, or or, or how do you how do you feel as a consumer to Lego that they keep stuff a secret until you know launch or they 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 don't show very much. It's all very closed doors. Yeah, I mean, I guess I don't mind too much. I think, I mean, as a, you know, I'm a fan of Apple and, and they kind of work in a very similar way. I think the two companies are, are quite similar in a lot of ways, but um, I, I don't mind it. But I think they, they tend to be quite, um, they can be quite aggressive when, you know, when there are kind of images that get leaked like a day before their, their official announcement and they will... You know, they they tell the site the the fan sites to take the images down, even though everyone's already seen them. And it's, um, yeah. I mean, they can get like I say, they can get a bit aggressive with the kind of secrecy. I th- I think in terms of, you know, being a consumer, I guess I don't care too much because uh, I kind of know that they will. They generally announce at least a couple of weeks or something before stuff comes out. Hmm. I. I, I I'm glad you made the comparison to Apple because it was it was so similar. I, uh, in the documentary, it was so kind of apparent. I thought they were like kind of making that sly comparison without saying so that this company is almost like Apple in in this level of secrecy, and yeah, it is a bit kind of aggressive that they don't allow people to show stuff a little bit early and don't allow to say stuff early you know, uh, or certain things. But I do like the 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 big launch the especially from apple products like when you get to see it on the day it's just like it's just such a such a blow to the mind like whoa and uh, forgive me for being such a apple fanboy but even when the iphone first got announced it was just kind of a mind-blowing moment you're like what they've been doing this all along it's just so like amazing reveal moment like you want that reveal moment same with games these days they just go hey look battlefield one we were doing this all along we've been doing it for months you're like wow it's amazing (laughs) yeah it's just kind of funny you say that when you compare that to what movies are like where we get you know we'll get a trailer 
a year and a half before a film comes out and then you know there's going to be like five trailers before that film comes out and, and by like the fifth trailer you've basically seen the all of the film um oh, that that's what happened to me with deadpool like there's so many trailers that came, i had just after about three or four trailers i was like well i'm, I'm obviously not going to watch any more of these now because i i could piece together the film from it yeah i tend to if i look at trailers now if they're over about a minute or a minute and a half i don't bother watching them anymore because i mean two and a half minutes for a trailer is a pretty long trailer mm. um and and i don't know I, I mean i noticed this with uh with x-men apocalypse they did it and civil war um and, and uh, batman versus superman where they they kind of reveal like who these like extra characters are going to be so like for apocalypse they kind of showed wolverine's hand at the end of a trailer and obviously the the civil war spider-man thing they did that and i kind of just like why wouldn't you just let people be surprised when they get yeah. there yeah especially the spider-man one yeah wow. i mean that's such a huge i mean we kind of every you know we it was you know it was known information that it was happening but i mean it would have been so much nicer if they'd just left it and, and not not said anything in the trailers and, and you know then you go and see it and go wow this is great but uh it, yeah. it would have it would have caused that kind of uh, uh, goose goose pimple moment where you you go oh the character that I really love and just it just they just appear out of nowhere in such a cool way especially the Spider Man thing it's like oh I wish they'd saved it but I guess it would have been very very hard for people not to just tell each other it's it's kind of like the Star Wars big story plot twist stuff it's like people have real trouble not telling each other about it yeah I, I guess i can see that and i suppose if if it's in the trailer then at least i suppose marvel have done the the spoiling rather than rather than anybody else yeah yeah i but i would agree i, I like that that big that that big reveal moment um at the same time going we'll go wind back to the original thing about lego is they should have they should have a bit of a relaxation towards the community because it's a very, it's a very strong community, and they shouldn't squander it or uh, offend offend them so much because it, it's helping them share share the 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 love for it <laughs> without sounding like a hippie. <laughs> uh, yeah, definitely. There was there was an instance um, in in January with the the London Toy Fair, which is a this is it's not a public fair. This is for retailers and and things like that. Um, and, and Lego had invited along uh, Brickset and a few other Lego fan sites, and you know they were like, "There's no photos, but you're, you know, you're welcome to write up some descriptions of these sets." And you know, Brickset, you know, they do a pretty good job. They'd written up some really nice descriptions of the sets, explaining what they're going to be like and things like that. And and Lego forced them to take it down because their descriptions were too good. Um, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, you know, there's no photos. They didn't. They didn't break any of the rules. Um, but the problem is, you know, Lego will say to Brickset or any of these sites, if you don't do this, we're going to take you out of the Lego Ambassador uh, network, and you're not going to get, you know, sets to review and and you know, um, press releases and things like that. So, you know, they're kind of shackled a little bit, and that they they just kind of have to do it if if Lego asks them. That's quite a kind of ultimatum for them. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. I mean, to ask people to take down just text just seems crazy to me. Yeah, yeah. But I guess, and... I guess they've got some kind of method that they that they've stuck to, and it's worked over the years. I mean, it's not like they've done a bad job in the last uh, 
60 years. <laughs> yes, yeah, so, 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 I mean, let's be fair, they're the biggest toy company in the world. I don't think they care what we what we think, not really. You know, if we we can sit here and go, oh, it seems a bit aggressive, in the grand scheme of things, it's not the end of the world to them. No, no. Sorry. But um, we wanted, I wanted to, this was something that you've covered twice now on your podcast as well, but... Um, I think we, I wanted to mention it here as well. Oh, no. Um, well, to be fair, me and John spoke about it last week as well. Uh, but it, uh, Uncharted 4 um, and the PS4 in general, uh, which I've just got. Um, I got it specifically to play Uncharted 4. That's quite a statement to have bought a console for one game. Yeah, I mean, I, I was planning on getting one eventually. Um, oh right okay you know it was it's certainly in the back of my mind i was like i I will get one eventually uh because i want to replay uncharted one to three um so i was you know i've I've gone out and bought the the remaster collection now um oh you get three whole prequels to play exactly yeah Um, (laughs) i mean i finished uncharted four now um so i can kind of go back and do those um but but yeah i mean the ps4 because i've got an xbox one as well and yeah. the PS4 just feels much more, this is a games console. We've made a games console. Whereas the Xbox kind of feels like this, it's kind of a multimedia machine that happens to play games. Mm, yeah. Um, the, the dashboard on the Xbox is is just a complete mess. And it's it's so slow and laggy and, and weird. Mm. Um, PS4, it's not amazing, but it's it's a significant improvement over the Xbox One. Oh wow! Okay, um, well, that's that's kind of, I don't know why I'm saying that's honest for you to say, like as if you're related to the Xbox One or something. <laughs> it's yeah. just a, it's just a box under your TV. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it, I I agree. I mean, there there's a funny clip that someone compiled together from the Xbox One announcement, and it's a compilation of how many times they say the word TV or the term TV, and it's just. It's tons. They just talk about TV way too much in the launch of it. And they did have a bit of an obsession with making it the master kind of point of all entertainment avenues and everything. And it's like maybe they should have kept with doing one thing and one thing well. And PlayStation was kind of doing that. And I think once they'd seen the stuff about Xbox One, they went, all right, well, we've got an upper hand now. What we can do is focus everything on just playing games and that's why they didn't have the uh the locked drm on discs so you could give the disc to your friend and they could just put it into the console and start playing it just like they did with the ps2 or or you know a mega drive (laughs) 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 yeah i mean i think you know sony they really they, they saw everything that xbox were doing wrong um and just made sure to just highlight the fact that they weren't doing any of those things. Um, and, you know, to the best of my knowledge, because you know, I don't think Microsoft have released any numbers for a while, but uh, as best I can tell, like, you know, PS4 is, is significantly outselling the Xbox One right now. I, I, I think that's the case. The numbers are, are very rapid for the PlayStation 4. Um I would be interested to see how it compares in a few years' time compared to the PlayStation 2, which I personally absolutely love (laughs) and still is plugged in under my TV and is like the biggest selling console of all time as far as I'm aware. It it, it just 
sold for years on end and I think they were still making games just as the PS4 was coming out like uh, it still had stuff for it um FIFA 15 was the the last game made for the PS2 oh wow okay. they they still made they were still making the FIFA games for PS2 right up until <laughs> FIFA 15 which was I think it was 15 I'm pretty sure that was the last game that uh, that was made for the PS2 wow um yeah i mean like you i've still got my ps2 um hooked up under my tv as well i mean it's just such a great console um i guess there's a part of me i wish new consoles were like that i just want to turn it on and just load a game i don't want to see anything else like i'm quite happy for it to just load the game and that's it (laughs) yeah yeah well that's that's actually one of the other things like i think you can still set up the ps4 so if you put the disc in it just loads the game and you don't see any, like, you'll see the UI for, like, two seconds, and then it goes straight into the thing. Um, are we allowed to talk about the stuff in Uncharted 4? Like, any of the stuff in there? Or are we got to be spoiler-free? Let's try and be spoiler-free, th- spoiler I think. Um... Oh, yeah, that's fine. That's fine. We'll just, we'll just, we should probably just talk about, like, the, the, the beauty of the game, like, how good it looks. Oh yeah, I mean that 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 is the, it, you know, it is uncharted. It's a good sto- It's a great story. Like it's fun to play. It's interesting. There's no kind of boring parts to it really. Um, but yeah, the the just the the way it looks is incredible. I mean, it it's good. It's one of the most beautiful games I've ever seen. Um, I don't think there's anything else out there that that looks as good as this. Mm. I, I I just flat agree. I mean. Uh... The, 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 you could have a gaming PC with all the kind of bells and whistles and that, but I've almost accepted the fact that Uncharted games just look good because I've played I played one and I played two, and they were they were great on the PS3. I just kind of accepted the fate that it was like these games are going to look damn good, and I don't really need to tell anybody else that they do. <laughs> it's it's just a kind of it's a fact. It just seems a de facto that they're going to look great, and this, this was no different. This was no different. I just went, "Yep, that's what I expected it to look really good." <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, and it, I think it's con- it's consistently good throughout. Like there isn't any sections where I go, "Oh, this looks really bad," but they rush this or, um, mm. and and there's a lot of little touches. Like if you're, um, if you're holding a torch, you know, if you're in a cave or something like that. If you point the torch at the person who's with you, like whether you know whether it's Elena or, or Sully or whoever, um, that they squint their eyes or they they turn away, like you get even like little details like that. They're not just staring directly into a torch; they will squint if they're talking to you. Um, oh, that's and, great! And little touches like that are just kind of they just make it even more realistic. Mm, we do. Uh, I think you do this because I see screenshots come up on Twitter that you've done of the game and. Me, uh, me and Jess, my girlfriend, are are playing through it together, and sometimes we just stop and just like spin the camera around, and I'm going, this just looks amazing, and then as he's turning it around, you realise the objects in the background, like right in the background, are not an image that's been plastered on the back wall, like um, like the Truman Show. <laughs> it's <laughs> it's um, it's real. It's there. It's an object, and I'm like. Oh my goodness! How big? How much work? How far did someone have to go out to draw the elements in order to make it feel like you're just completely immersed in this in this world? 
yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the screenshot, um, I think I know the screenshot specifically that you're referring to that I tweeted. I even, when I was scrolling through Twitter, I, I saw it. And for a minute, I forgot that it was a screenshot. Like, it, it just looked, you know, on the on the kind of thumbnail, it there was it was just completely indis- indistinguishable from an actual photograph. Yeah, yeah. Well, I said to you, I said, are you on holiday? <laughs> yeah, I wish. <laughs> <laughs> it looked like, oh, he looks like he's, he's on holiday in a tropical jungle uh, with Nathan Drake. and <laughs> yeah, Hunting for treasure. Yeah, for some reason, his camera has uh, an ammo count in the corner. <laughs> of course. But uh, I wanted to ask you, actually, because you just mentioned that you say you and Jess are playing it together. This is this is a one-player game. What? Uh, in what way are you playing it together? I, I I'm a bit lost by that. Sorry, we're 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 taking turns. We're ta- we 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 both played Uncharted like right from the beginning, and she's mm. played more Uncharted than I have. If the if the Uncharted expert uh, was either of us, it would be her because she's played three, and I didn't play three, and that's not out of choice. That was out of my PlayStation 3's choice of just breaking. And ah. <laughs> it just went, no, nah, you can't. No, nah, you're not allowed to play those games anymore. <laughs> I don't want to do anything anymore. So she's played all three and I've played the first two and we're taking turns of going through it. And one of us will just sit and watch and we we just kind of help each other in it. I, I, so, I Do so you think playing, that's a bit you're weird? You're playing one game, but you're kind of just... You'll do a little bit and then yeah. you'll switch. And, yeah. Oh, okay. Do would you would you not be able to do that yourself? I'm not. Uh-huh. T- oh, sorry. I'm not. That's not a question to test your relationship with your girlfriend. <laughs> no, that's fine. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? What's the answer, Rob? <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that because I don't like sharing. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> like Joey with food. It's Joey exactly that. Food. Exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I guess I could probably see see me doing that if um, you know if my girlfriend was interested in in doing that. But no, I probably wouldn't want to do it because I kind of just want it all to myself. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, well, it's okay for us. I'm 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 cool with it. I when when the game launched, I didn't suddenly scramble out of my chair or out of my bed and go and get it. Uh, we we just grabbed it when we had the moment to. And we just play. We've just been playing it under our own steam. We still have a, a good portion of it to do, uh, and it's quite. It's nice and chilled. We just sit on the sofa and take, have a go, and then go right. Oh, switch to you. Switch to me. Um, some of the dramatic scenes. It's. 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 I, I'm going to avoid spoilers. Don't worry. I'm not going to. Okay. Uh, the dramatic scenes we get different perspectives. So I get the perspective. So if I'm playing, I get the perspective of, oh my God, I'm going to die from something. I need to do this. <laughs> I need to concentrate on what's going on. And I'm seeing in my peripheral vision because f- for all its purposes, what I'm looking at directly is the only thing I'm looking at and everything is peripheral. I'm going, this is amazing, but I don't want to die. And then Jess is just sitting back and going, this is amazing. This is cool. And she's just looking at it at like a far slower pace. And I'm just like sweating, (laughs) intensely (laughs) trying not to die. And she's like, oh, wow, this looks really good. Do you not think so, Dave? And I'm like pouring with sweat. And it's it's the same the other way around. It's like, oh, this is amazing. And it's just two different things. You get kind of 
one half peril and one half spectacle. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I've had that as well. I mean, I think I think it was when I played Red Dead Redemption, you know, a few years back, and I was playing it. My girlfriend was there while I was playing. She was, you know, reading a book or whatever she was doing. And then I noticed every time there was a cutscene, you know, to progress the story, she was stopping what she was doing to watch the cutscene oh. because she's kind of like getting engrossed in the story. Although she doesn't want to play the game, she's kind of going. Or what's happening now? Or, or, you know, she'd miss a bit. She'd like, oh, what's happened? You've got to tell me. So, yeah. <laughs> I mean, cause, you know, the, the stories are, you know, really good now um, in, in a lot of these games. So it's it's kind of understandable because they're basically movies at this point. Yeah, yeah, they are. And um, I, I haven't played Red Dead, um, but you told me to. <laughs> I, I did, and I'm going to tell you again. You should play it. <laughs> oh, um, <laughs> I'll ask you a question, but I, I think I know the answer. Is the motion capture as good as it is in, like, GTA and stuff because I know that it's really good in there. The 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 human gestures in it, in in it, even though, like, even in the older GTAs, the graphics are really poor, but the motion capture is is really fluid and it makes you feel like you're watching a, a person act out these scenes, which obviously happened, but it's it's a game and it just makes you feel a little bit more immersed in it. Is it is it like the same case in Red Dead Redemption? Oh, oh definitely, yeah. I mean, it's you know the, the comparisons always made it. It's GTA but with horses. Um, I, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it it basically is that. I mean, it you know the story that the you know like you say the motion capture the the graphics everything. I mean, it is up to the standard of any other Rockstar you know any other GTA games. Um, you know, but you get this kind of the Wild West setting just gives you something completely different to play oh sounds really good I'll, I'll i'll have to get it on the uh the list uh is it what which which console did you have it for uh i had it for 360 um it's out on ps3 as well but i, I don't that there's no remaster or anything as far as i'm aware uh, well you say remaster that's coincidental because today something popped up on the rockstar games website relating to red dead redemption and the possibility of something being announced at E3. I might be reiterating to you because you probably retweeted it. Uh, I think I tweeted it. Um, this was... They, they have a Red Dead Redemption page uh, or a Red Dead page, which has information on Red Dead Revolver, which was the, the PS2 game they did uh, before Red Dead Redemption. Um, and then it has Red Dead Redemption plus the, the zombie DLC that they did for it. And then there was a um, an empty development on the page so it was you know it was pushing the page up but there's no content in it um or not. but i think maybe there was a comment in the source code or something that like you know don't don't reveal this or something like that um <laughs> you know it, it's some kind of comment i can imagine writing a comment like that myself like you know don't don't push this to the site <laughs> until till next week or something um they, they've since got rid of it of course um but i think that at least hints at whether it's a new game uh, you know, or a remaster, because I know that it's it's coming to backwards compatibility on the Xbox One. Um, so I don't know if that means we're not going to get a remaster. But yeah, I, I think there's definitely something coming. I would have thought, well, the, the announce, whatever announcement it is, it can't be just a, a remaster. I would have thought that would be a bit a bit weak to announce at an E3 event. And Rockstar, for for all I know, don't have anything else to show at this year's E3 because they'll probably be spending a lot of time on the next GTA. Uh, so I would say that that's probably it. 
Yeah, I mean, historically, um, Rockstar don't um, ever, ever really announce anything at E3. I don't think they even attend uh, officially. That um, they generally just, you know, do it through their own channels, through press releases and stuff like that. So, you know, we may not see anything next week and, and you know, it might be a little while after E3. No, oh, I, I I didn't know that. I feel a bit stupid for not to. I guess I just see all the videos online and because they all kind of collate together, I just scramble through YouTube and go, well, what's this? What was that that said that was said yesterday? And just Sure. Was... I mean, I sounded quite confident about that. I've, it's only because I've read that today. Like I, I didn't. I, you know, I wouldn't have known that off the top of my head, you know, 12 <laughs> hours ago. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the, the the veil has been removed once again. <laughs> exactly. So, um, I, think, I think we should probably wrap it up. We could probably end up talking for quite a few hours about games and, <laughs> and everything yeah. like that. But, um, uh, and we should have, once we finish talking, there should be a, uh, a little recording that John's done for us uh, in San Francisco. So that will be... Um, we'll pop that at the end of the show once we cool. finish talking. So, um, but uh, once again, thanks for for stepping in. Uh, John oh, says thank thanks as well. Oh, thank you. It's no, it's been it's been a great. It's really good to chat with you. And you, it's uh, yeah, it's been fun. So uh, yeah, maybe we'll have you back at some point if uh, you know if John's away or, or I'm away. Uh, it'll be good. Great. Don't snip that out of the podcast now. I, I won't. Okay, because that's in writing now. That's pretty much that's signed. <laughs> I have to come back. So um show notes will be at ruminatepodcast.com slash twenty-two. Uh I'm on Twitter at RM Lewis UK and David, where can people find you? Uh I am on Twitter with David Darns, my full name, uh D-A-V-I-D-D-A-R-N-E-S. And you can find my website at dar.n Oh no, the domain's Ooh. terrible. Oh just go to DavidDarns.com. There you go. It's fine. Just just Google me. It'll it'll come up. Okay. And uh again, thanks for thanks for doing this. Thank you. Bye. Bye.